0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Learn and Lead podcast.
1: The Learn and Lead podcast is for educators by educators, and we want to bring the world of Arizona public education to you and our thousands of members across the state. Our objective is to provide a platform for the voices of our educator leaders, along with some amazing community allies, and have conversations about those education topics that are on everyone's mind. Hi, everyone. This is Amber Gould, your AEA treasurer. And I'm Carrie Wolf, your AEA Learn and Lead Specialist. And I am very excited for today's episode because we get to bring on my former student and now math teacher, Sydney Knight. Woo! Woo! Crowd goes wild. <laughs> okay, and so Sydney's also a math teacher. So I have a, I have a, a joke. We got to start off with a joke that is math related, all right? Are you ready for this? Ready. So why is the math book so unhappy? Mm. You know why? Has lots of problems. It has so many problems. <gasps> uh, she got the punchline. I love it. I love it. Uh, so um, I, I always knew you you were quick on the uptake with my with my dumb jokes. So it's it's going to be a good episode.
2: <laughs> that was a good one.
1: Uh, thank you. Thank you. So speaking of good ones, um, we uh, we're very excited to have you on because not only are you um, a great educator, um, a great early career educator, but you're also very involved with your local association and with union work and political work in general.
0: Yeah, um, it's really cool. I mean the fact that you are new to the profession but you are just kind of taking education you know in your hand and making a difference is pretty amazing. You're molding it to be what you need it to be for the future of students and that's incredible work. Um, can you tell us also a bit no
1: pressure? <laughs>
0: <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about what you do in your local?
2: So I'm part of the uh, WDA, so the Washington District Education Association, and uh, this past uh, November we passed our uh, bond and overrides, which is really exciting. It was definitely a collaborative effort. Um, for me, I've, I've grown up in unions. My mom has taught 30 plus years, and we still teach at the same school today. Um, so that's been great. Just seeing her as a role model um, and, and bringing me up in this and just seeing the importance of, of working together and advocating for public education is, has been an awesome experience.
1: <laughs> so I know I, I've uh, I've worked with your mom uh, for several years on various campaigns and things like that. So let's say like if you were to estimate growing up, like how many how many times were you brought to different like campaign events and things like that? <laughs> Was it pretty much every single year growing up? Like? It was <laughs> pretty often, for sure, <laughs> definitely. Oh goodness. So okay. So then, looking at um, everything that you've been doing with uh, Washington L, how do you feel? Um, how do you feel you've been able to best connect with other early career educators and kind of show them the the work of the union and the power of the union? One thing that we just
2: started uh, doing in recent years is our district offers a great begin program and start program for those early educators to kind of help them uh, enter the field. And so we've been able to um, present at those meetings and talk about the importance of the union and why they should
1: join. So that's been really cool. We, we feed them and we talk to them. Food is always important, yes. <laughs> okay, so okay. So let's say, Sydney, that you know I'm a, I'm a brand new baby educator in this begin program that you were talking about, and I don't know anything about the union. What would you tell me about the union to to get me involved and to get me excited about it? I would say that we're
2: stronger as we increase the numbers because it makes our voice louder. I I would say that the union does a lot of things, even things that maybe we don't think about. Um, They are advocates for us. They help us, and they are us. You know, Whether it's our retired educators that are out at the Capitol while we're in our room teaching or the people that do the you know, the behind the scenes work, um, you know, my first year teaching was the year of the walkout. So I I didn't know what was going on. Oh my gosh, that was your first year
1: teaching. You're kidding. I forgot, forgot that was your first year. Oh my goodness. You know, so (laughs) it
2: was, it was a wild ride, but it was great just to come together. It was such a cool scene, you know, and the AA, you know, they provided the stage, they provided the porta potties, you know, (laughs) and it's like, you don't think about those things, but they really help. They bring everyone together, you know, they, organize the whole thing and and that helped us and we made a lot of change in that when we all stood together so that was exciting.
1: (laughs) Okay so like within your first like five years of teaching you had the Red for Ed walkout you had COVID um, and all this time you're still advocating for public ed so I just I really want to highlight just that type of perseverance that you had as a new educator because we we've seen the statistics where in the first five years teaching like most like 50% of educators. Don't end up continuing, right? Um, so I just I really want to give you just props for for going through all of that and still sane because you you've seen the importance of what your work does for students, and so I just I just know that that it's incredibly powerful. So thank you for that. Thank you.
0: Well, since you guys are all kind of um, legacy union members, do you guys want to play union trivia?
1: Oh, ooh oh, maybe. Okay. I don't know. I always panic sometimes with <laughs> trivia. I like giving, I like sh- doing the questions. <laughs> I, I panic with answering. I'm not very, I'm not a fan of like standardized testing, Terry. So.
0: <laughs> well, this is game-based play, okay. so we're good. Okay. All right. We're going right, right. okay. <laughs> right, to start with an easy one. Ready? Who is the world's largest union? Ooh, ooh, ding, ding, ding. Okay, go. Uh,
1: who is the National Education Association?
0: Woo, a.k.a. us.
1: Did, did, I, did I need to answer that in the form of a question? I've been channeling my Josh Atkins Jeopardy our, our vibe. Our own Jeopardy vibe, yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, you ready for the next one? Ready. Okay. When is Labor Day?
1: I know this, but I'm taking I'm so, time. Oh, well. I'm
2: going to say this year it's on the fourth that's like the first Monday in September
1: (laughs) yeah good job yep that's correct
0: um this next one is another easy one which of these is not a win courtesy of unions weekends child labor laws FMLA minimum wage sick leave laws that promote
1: sweatshops You know, if I were to guess, I I would probably go with the um, sweatshop one. (laughs) Going out on a limb there. Would would you agree, Sydney? I would agree. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, this one's a hard one, okay? We're going to get into this. Um, And then you're not allowed to answer the one after that. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right, gotcha. (laughs) Okay, so this is a two-parter. In what year
1: was the AEA established? Want to take a guess? It was before Arizona became a state. I don't know the exact year. I'm trying to think, and I have like a little book on it and everything.
0: The year was 1892. Oh. The wow. first, yes. Okay, um, okay. and do you know what the issue was that they first came together
1: to fight for? I know this one. Do you know this one, Sid? Hmm. It it kind of goes along with our with our math joke from earlier. <laughs> math joke. Yeah, yeah. The math joke with the books. It was about the textbooks. Yeah, yeah, it was about textbook outdated issues.
0: textbooks and okay. curriculum.
1: Yeah. Wow. Which is
0: so cool to think about, but also we're still fighting that same fight. And so right. that's a little, it's a little <laughs> sad. Yeah. yeah, they like had um,
1: <laughs> it was this whole thing like people were coming in literally like teachers and were coming in on horseback sh- to come and talk about um, textbook issues because they were outdated. And, you know, yeah, I think I might still have some of those same textbooks (laughs) in my classroom. (laughs) Or at least, you know, you always tell
0: the dictionary story, like the the A through F. Someone, one student has the A through F and somebody else has, you know.
1: Yeah, the rest (laughs) of the dictionary people are like, wait, do you have the rest? Because I I need to look up a a, um, a word later on. I'm pretty sure you used those same same dictionaries sitting when you were in my class when they were like two different pieces. Probably. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, you ready for the next one? Okay, and I'm not allowed to
1: answer this one, right? Yes. Okay, all right, all right.
0: Okay.
2: It's an easy one. Who are the three AEA officers? Okay, so our president is uh, Marisol, our vice president is Angela, and our treasurer is Amber.
0: Woo! Ooh, okay, that was too easy. That was.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> what unions are participating in Hot Union Summer? Can you name at least two?
1: Oh, hot union summer. Well, I know NEA, um, AFLCIO. Like, but that's like conglomerative. Yeah. It's like, it's okay. Do it's I need to it's be more like specific. That's like a yeah
0: collective of unions. Yes. Okay.
1: All right. I know um, SAG AF- AFTRA. Yep. Um, and then was it like the Teamsters? Teamsters yeah. were going crazy hardcore. Yeah. yeah. But they had a huge victory with their UPS. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, and it's city. You heard about that? right? With the UPS trucks. Here in Arizona? The ACs? Yes. Yeah. yeah for, okay, could you imagine the first time that they've had AC in their truck? Now, my first truck, when I was a, a brand new baby teacher, my car did not have AC. And I remember <laughs> I would, like, freeze water bottles and take them with me in the morning. So that way, as I was, like, on, because it was still a bazillion degrees out,
2: I would uh, freeze water bottles mm-hmm.
1: to use as, like, my my cooling method. <laughs> <laughs> That's clever. All yeah, right. Follow-up wish, question. I would much rather have had AC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What does SAG AFTRA stand for? So I know um, the SAG is the Screen Actors Guild, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then um, and then AFTRA is the the writers one, but I'm I'm not entirely sure what the acronym stands for. American Federation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah American, American Federation. Federation. And then TRA. What do you think the TRA is? I'm not sure. Okay. What is oh. the tra? Television and Television. radio artists. Oh, radio oh, artists. Oh, yes. Oh, you know what? And that's yeah. interesting because I, I don't think the, the radio, a lot of the radio broadcasters are part of the strike right now. Right. Because uh, NPR was, <laughs> my, my NPR mornings, <laughs> um, <laughs> where, they were saying that they were being very specific about how their their contract was separate. And so that's why they're able to continue. So that makes sense, the radio yeah. part. And mm, they're, I didn't realize they
0: were 160,000 strong. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, all right. Ready for the next one. Mm-hmm, okay. True or false. Martin Luther King Jr. Was assassinated while supporting a strike for a labor union.
1: That I believe was true. He was, uh, like the c- day or two before he was speaking to, um, uh, to members of the, um, uh, what was it? The sanitation workers. Yes. So it was the sanitation worker strike. And he had, um, that was his mountaintop speech. I actually, I've I teach that speech to uh, to my students. We look at it for argumentative strategies and whatnot. So that's been part of my curriculum for a couple of years now. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Are you ready for the next one? Yep. All right. True or false?
0: Members' dues dollars pay for political campaigns.
2: That is false. That's why we have the PAC.
0: Yes. And what is PAC? Just for the people who may not know.
2: Um, the political action committee.
0: Yes. And that's a voluntary additional deduction, so it's not dues dollars. Correct, correct. Okay.
1: Though, um, I do want to point out that what's not really a though, Um, we do have a separate fund with the Arizona Education Association, our Education Improvement and Defense Fund. And so if you are a, uh, like, this really goes out to our local presidents and um, our, our local leaders, but if you don't have your own pack you can actually um, come and help and, and request funding for uh, through this fund for um, for any sort of campaign that's not like party affiliated so school board races are a great use of this um, being able to use, um, being able to use it for uh, like bond and override elections, so know that there is opportunity to to get funding uh, for these things, even if you do not have your own local pack, uh, because AEA's got you covered. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, we've got three questions left. You okay, ready? All right. Okay. What is collective bargaining?
1: Ooh, I know this one. Do you got it, Sid?
2: Mm. I mean. Using context clues, like you <laughs> taught me in English, I would say, you know, working together to um, achieve a goal and, you know, give and take the bargaining, but I'm not sure the official definition.
1: Yeah, you you know what, and I think you're, you're pretty darn close with that, but like a collective collective bargaining is um, having your your local union being able to uh, negotiate directly with your district office, and then you come up with this um, bargaining agreement um, that is agreed upon by both sides and ten Typically, the locals will vote on that and whatnot, too, to ratify it, um, but it's uh, something that both the, the union and the district um, abide by and use, and they're able to negotiate salary and benefits and all that stuff, and anyone out there, if you have a chance to check out um, Paradise Valley's bargaining agreement, um, that is legit. It's so cool. Uh, they have some great language in there, and I, and I know they'd be willing to share it, so definitely reach out. Cool.
0: Um, and I think, you know, oftentimes people think of collective bargaining as just being like salary and money. But, you know, to your point about Paradise Valley, they negotiated for not having PDs on Wednesday, right? Or meetings so that they could have time for their union work. They also negotiated and have part of their collective bargaining agreements for like a hundred years that they don't have to do prep, you know? and that, Or that, excuse me, they don't have to do um, duty. Like they have more time to prep. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready for the next one? Yep, yep. This one's an easy one. The U.S. is the only country with labor unions. True or false?
1: I'm thinking false. You be you be correct with that. It is false. Um, we're uh, the NEA is part of a bigger um, education group called um, Education International, which um, has various uh, education labor unions from around the country uh, and I know that um, our NEA leadership uh, holds a position on that and we send delegates it's like every four years we send delegates to the education international Conference mm. um, but there's a lot of great work that comes out of there uh, and a lot of it is really focused on on human rights issues um, and education of course being a huge human rights issue um, and so uh, we see a lot of a lot of great work that that NEA is part of, and all these other international labor unions are a part of as well. Two questions left.
0: Next one is, which of these accurately describes what right to work means? Unions don't have any power. People can't join their union. Unions can't collectively bargain. People are not required to join a union.
1: <laughs> you know this one.
2: i thinking it's the last one.
1: Yeah. 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 So more like right to to work for free. Is that the, <laughs> is that the phrase? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. And well, and that's been such, uh, you know, it's been so interesting seeing that since um, the, you know, previous Supreme Court cases surrounding right to work, uh, looking at the Friedrichs case and the Janus case that mm-hmm. came through the, the U.S. Supreme Court. But the fact that even with those types of of you know, rulings in play that we've had, you know, hot union summer and we've had uh, we've had strikes, we've had walkouts, we've had um, this resurgence of, of labor uh, because people are seeing why the, the importance of being part of that collective voice and really standing up for for themselves and for their profession and, and ultimately for their their community.
0: Well, and it's so interesting because, you know, looking at the pendulum that swings in history, right, this isn't the first time that labor unions have had a huge upsurge, right? Um, The last time this happened, we were, that's when we were able to pass child labor laws and all the things that keep us safe, like not, you know, being locked into a building. Um, You know, Marisol talked about on a previous episode, the triangle waistcoat fire, right? Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. the triangle waistcoat fire. Um, And so thinking about like the, the, the fact that unions have been around for a very long time tackling these same types of issues is just fascinating to think about. And, you know, the last time there was a huge upsurge of labor work, um, there was also an attack on labor unions, which, I mean, we can kind of predict that that's going to happen. And so we need to prepare ourselves and be ready and think about the work that we can accomplish together.
1: Well, and you know what? It's interesting what happens when power shifts and it it goes to the people. So that's incredibly important as we we move forward. Are you ready for the last question? Yeah, I'm so ready. Okay, name as many other groups besides educators that are represented by a union. (laughs) Name as many as you can. So other than educators, so we're talking like outside of of NEA, AEA, all that jazz? Okay, all right, all right. Um, So we talked about some earlier, right? So we have like um, the the Teamsters, we have... uh, the SAG-AFTRA. We have um, uh, nurses, and uh, nurses are, have a very strong union. Um, what else? What do we have? Uh, so, like, UPS and uh, the Postal Service, I'm sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, um, at the grocery stores, uh, okay. like the uh, food workers yes, right. and whatnot, grocery stores, mm-hmm. and then um, fast food is, uh, mm-hmm. they're being unionized, Starbucks, yeah. Starbucks, Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yes. Um, uh, we have uh, a lot of um, a lot of different uh, work that goes on with um, like truckers and transportation yeah. and um, oh, the airport workers, the airport yep. workers, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: flight attendants, flight pilots,
1: attendants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then like um, like the the people that work like all the behind the scenes stuff at the airports too mm-hmm. like yep. luggage and things like that um, in fact we've seen was it was just a couple weeks ago there was uh, one of the, uh, one of the airlines was on strike and yeah yeah
0: and then yeah. also um, there's a federal workers union so anyone who works for the federal government has a union too
1: yeah so What's I mean and the, the list goes on and on yeah right I think so, yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, all right well so that was union trivia what do you think?
1: You know what? I was I was a little scared to begin with, but uh, <laughs> but I had fun with that. I had fun with that. Yeah. So that's okay, and so what I loved about this though was kind of being able to focus in on you know kind of the history of, of labor and then what's coming up with labor. So I guess that brings me back to to Sydney and as you know, your generation of of educators um, is coming through. What are some of the major changes um, that you would like to see that you think um, we should fight for as a union? Um, I said I was fortunate or
2: unfortunate, but just to, to start the year of the walkout. So I, I feel like that really planted the seed, and um from there I think just continuing to make our voices heard, like you said, you know, with the the textbooks, and um I think just the importance of, of public education because there I feel like there's a lot of like little charter schools and micro schools popping up, and and that really pulls those kids out. And so I think just focusing on our our public education and, and that quality of education for everyone, I think is really a good place to continue.
1: Well, and I, I like what you said there regarding like the charter schools and things like that, because we do provide such a great environment, um, for, for all of our students and charter schools kind of pick and choose, right? Um, and so, you know, when any kid comes onto our campus, we know that we are going to teach them and we need, we need the support for that as well um, and so that support needs to come in the terms of not only support from our district but also support from state and federal level especially when it comes to things like funding right for sure. Uh, like, it's it's one thing, as, as you're probably aware, and probably as your mom is aware, as a physical education teacher, when you have a bazillion kids in a single classroom, <laughs> right, mm-hmm. um, one, it's a safety issue, um, but two, like, you want to be able to develop those relationships with students and be able to, to work with them a little more one-on-one to help them succeed. Is that difficult for you to do in a classroom that is, like, 35 kids, 40 kids, as opposed to, like, 25, 28?
2: Definitely, yeah. Class size is a huge factor. And like you said, even a safety issue um, with funding. Like, the, the school that I'm at, and there's a couple schools in our district that don't have gyms. So, like, we're having volleyball tryouts and 100-plus degrees. You know, it, it's not safe. But that's yeah. what we have to do to give our kids the opportunity to have a volleyball team. You know? And wow. all our sports, it, it's rough. Wow. <laughs>
0: Especially with how, you know, crazy our weather has been recently – Yeah. Wow. That's
1: well, and I think that's important too, because one of the things that I know, um, you know, several, uh, several unions uh, have been fighting for locally have been like, what, what, steps do we have in place when it is a bazillion degrees out and we have students outside? Like, what is the safety measures for that? And is there a point where it is too hot? Like, not, not too many states um, have that issue, but we absolutely do. <laughs> and so these are, once again, things that we fight for. So um, do, you, uh, do you feel like, especially at your local level, um, at your site, um, that because of your union work, you're able, to, uh, you're able to really fight for some of these things that your students need?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're all, you know, working together, whether it's the local, state, or national, you know, and I'm, I'm proud of my local. I think we're trying to, to grow and to be able to advocate, and I think we have um, at least one person at every school that's a, that's a member, and trying to make sure we have a site rep at every school, and so we're, we're growing.
1: <laughs> okay, and then Sydney, then one more question that I have for you. I don't know, if I've just been asking tons of questions because I love that Sydney <laughs> is here, if we're being honest. Um, but uh, Sydney, you're also part of your executive team with your local, right? Yes. So what made you decide to, to take that jump um, so early on in your education career?
2: Um, I mean, in, in a way, you know, I feel like I've kind of grown up in it, and so it just seemed like an easy segue, and um, I knew that was important to be a part of it. Um, just to be able to have a say and be able to then relay that information back to my site specifically. Um, and just hearing that all the things that they do, I feel like it's just really important to be a part of it. All you right, know so
0: what's really interesting is that all three of us at this table have benefited from supports for early career educators, and we began our leadership journey earlier than you know you may typically think of a union leader right and so um you know starting from before you even an educator right coming to events and campaigns with your mom and same thing for you amber and and and
1: sydney even came to the nea representative assembly as our had it changed to aspiring it at that point or were you still technically a student delegate
2: i think it was a student
1: delegate okay all right cool cool old school like me (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, so, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like been around, been around and, uh, and knows what knows what's happening. So that's a plus. <laughs> um, Amber, do we have any homework for this episode? Oh yes. Okay. So, um, two, two assignments for people. Okay. Uh, one for our, our classroom educators. Um, if you have a student teacher this year, uh, you need to talk to them about our aspiring ed program. Okay. Um, and, Make sure that they know um, about about it. Know that they can join the union as an aspiring educator. um, That the the dues for it are like like twenty twenty five dollars yeah twenty five dollars for the whole year. They get the same benefits. They get the same supports. um, But. Honestly, if when we look at the data nationally, those that were part of the aspiring ed program have a much greater um, much. There's a much higher percentage of them actually joining their local union when they when they are hired on by a district than those who were not um, during that time. So I've had I've had uh, student teachers where I will literally like I'll pay the dues for them. Uh, Because I know that it's important and they start getting the information and I'm able to have those conversations with them. I invite them to our our rep meetings at our district. um, And so they can see educators that are fighting for the students in our classroom right away. And I feel that's incredibly important. Um, the, the second one is to reach out to any early career educators, uh, at your, at your site, whether or not they are our members or not, if they're not members, you can talk to them about that. But if they are members, point them in the direction of, of some of the resources that we have. Um, and I know Carrie through, through Learn and lead, um, there's been a lot of stuff available for early career educators. Do you want to talk about some of that, that we can use?
0: Yeah, sure. There's
1: tons of trainings. Um, one of our goals with, um, the,
0: relaunching of our professional development program post-COVID is to expand accessibility. So we have things in person, we have things online, we have things in Spanish, we have things um, that can be brought to your local level. Um, We also have resources, um, you know, one of the issues we know that early career educators are particularly passionate about is racial social justice. And we have a whole series right now called All Means All, where we're providing different types of trainings around how we support all students in being successful. And so the most recent one we had was around supporting Navajo students and staff. And it was so, so successful and people felt so seen and heard and they felt so supported that they were actually going to have a, a part two type thing um, called Navajo culture and classroom management. And so, um, you know, that's just a little taste of some of the things that we're doing. And so invite them to come to something where they can be reminded that they're not alone in having a passion for education and a passion for all students being successful, because that's what our, that's what the union's all about, right?
1: <laughs> I love it. Okay. So last little, last, one more joke before we go, because you, you, uh, honestly, I don't think anyone's <laughs> really gotten my punch li- like the punchline yet, like with my, with my corny jokes. So I got a little more, this one's a little trickier for you. Okay, Sydney. Okay. All right. So why is it sad that parallel lines have so much in common?
2: Because they'll never meet.
1: Darn it! She got that one too. <laughs> Darn it! Oh, they're so good at these math jokes. Oh, all right, all right, all right. I I will admit defeat in this situation. <laughs> Those Great were job, good. Sydney. Those were Thank good. you. Thank you. <laughs> oh goodness. We want to give a special shout out to Josh Adkins from Paradise Valley Education Association for composing our theme song, and another shout out to Carrie Wolf for producing each episode.
0: If you want more information on other learn and lead opportunities and professional development made for educators and by educators, check out ArizonaEA.org slash professional excellence or reach out to your local president.
1: If you're not currently a member and want to be part of creating opportunity for all students through the power of public education, you can join the Arizona Education Association by going to ArizonaEA.org backslash join. And that's the bell.